found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. The Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself with you until uh, 2 o'clock here today. A busy program. Uh, Zubin Mahente going to join us in the first hour of the show. Zubin will... Uh, oh, we'll keep him for a while. Lots of ground to cover with Zubin. Opening day in MLB. We're down to four teams uh, in uh, college basketball. Apparently, the NFL has cleaned up what's a catch and what isn't a catch. We'll get into that. Uh, Frank Schwab coming up from Yahoo Sports. He covers the NFL. who's a regular guest of the program, uh, joining us seemingly every week during the regular season. And Almost every other week, because there is no off-season for the most part in the NFL. Frank Schwab back with us. Uh, And then we will continue our look at the local MLB teams. Yesterday we did the Royals. Tomorrow we'll do the Cubs. You're saying to yourself, wait a minute, we get the Cubs every week with Cappy. Well, you do, and we're grateful to Heartland Flags for making that possible, but also Cardinal conversation tomorrow as well. But the Twins will be in the spotlight today. Trent, I know that's your squad. Yes. Uh, First of all, good afternoon. Uh, In anticipation of uh, our discussion today on the Twins, Spent a lot of time going over the Twins and making myself familiar with this team mm-hmm. and looking at schedules and um, a lot of reasons to like this team this year, I think. I'm excited, and this is a weird spot to be as a Twins fan. Excited about what they did. It wasn't, yeah. they're not bringing in, I don't know, old chili Washed Davis. up. <laughs> right. Some Last of the sightings. around. Right, yeah. The, the Terry Ryan regime where... Yeah. We don't have much to spend. We'll go out and get a guy that was good 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. No, they, they are making moves that make sense. They're not overspending. They were in the U Darvish sweepstakes. Their bid was quite low compared to what the Cubs went out there, but I was fine with that too. I, I personally, knowing the limitations of what, what they can do as a mid-market team, I don't want to see them go out and go, well, we'll go five years, $160 million. Well, mm-hmm. Because what else are you going to be able to put around that? It didn't make much sense. So... This new front office with Valvi and Levine, two guys, analytical guys, younger guys. But I just love the backgrounds that they have, two differing backgrounds. You know, Falvey with the Indians, a guy that helped make the Indians what they were. He knows a lot Still about— Still the favorite overwhelmingly yes. to win the Central. You know, he knows a lot about pitch mechanics. He understands that part as a, a scout and a sabermetric guy, if you will. He still understands that it's not just about the numbers, but— about, I, I guess, just the way guys throw and, and how we need to fix mechanics and things like that. And mm-hmm. that was also a reason I was excited if they would get you, Darvish, tipping pitches last year. As he apparently was, and the Dodgers would tell you that he was. Well, it, Dodgers are Astros. Who was it? Who did he, it was the Dodgers, right? Yeah. Yeah, but but uh, Astros were the, they came out and said after the series, yes. That we, it was the World Series, right. That we had figured him out. Mm-hmm. So I was excited about that. But just to, th- this team in general, it's been a long build. They had the blip couple years ago, and then followed it up with 103 losses. Yeah, and then came back last year, 185, and get a wild card. And one wild card seemingly out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. The, just the expectations weren't close to that. And I can't remember a year since they're winning all the division titles through the, the early aughts that I've been this confident about a team, the makeup of them, the depth that they have, where your opening day starter is out for a month, two months. Okay. Your starting shortstop goes down for 80 games with the suspension. Okay, normally that's a death knell for 
the Minnesota Twins. This year, I, I'm more confident than normal. Hopefully, it doesn't blow up in my face. Well, the, you should have a you should have a uh, a great deal of confidence in that team, and I think the fan base does as well. I think there's another fan base. This Cubs team, Trent, look, we, we know what happened a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Last year, they got all the way back to the uh, NLCS, and um, the, they came out as a team, I think, to a man afterwards, and a lot of them um, kind of let us in, uh, take a peek behind the curtain and said that they just weren't as driven last year as they were in their World Series year. I think this team is better last this year than they were last year. That's frightening. I mean, look, if, if you're a fan in the uh, of the Cubs... If you're a fan of the Twins, I think we've got two local fan bases here. They're going to have pretty special summers. I really do. I'm I'm with you in that. I think it's going to be an excellent year for the Cubs. Now they have the redemption tour. After mm-hmm. last year, it was it was the hangover. The hunger's back. How long did we talk about the hangover last year? Yeah, I mean it, right. it was a three month conversation. Mm-hmm. April, May, June. Well, remember their championship year? Just how they got out of the gate and they were just bludgeoning everybody yes. in April. I mean, seemingly it was over at Memorial Day, which is good on one hand, but it's bad on the other. See, I think that this, honestly, it, 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 the Brewers better be somewhat uh, close to as good as we think that they are, or this Cubs thing could be over at the trade deadline. I, oh, absolutely. I mean, they could run away with this, because I think the Cardinals are going the other way. Mm-hmm. They've got injuries. Their closer, Gregson's out. Wainwright's going to start the year. He's old to begin with, but he's going to start the year on the DL. This Cardinals window, to me... You know, for for seemingly a decade, it was death, taxes, and Cardinals in the playoffs. I think you can scratch that out now. I really do. I don't. This Cardinal team, to me, um, look. I hope I'm wrong. I hope all the locals are good, but we seldom as the case. So the Cardinals to to hang around. It, it has to be that rotation has to be top notch, and it has a chance to be. Carlos Martinez, I believe, He's... can take another step. And become elite. He's the ace of the staff. And he can be every fifth day. We're winning when mm-hmm. Carlos Martin. He mm-hmm. he has that much upside He gives you still. that confidence. I agree with you. Waka, a return to what we saw a couple of years ago. Good. He's good. He and has it, to be. Yep. And it, uh, still a younger guy mm-hmm. if he takes another step. Mm-hmm. Now, Wainwright. DL to start. What's left there? Uh, that's a great question. Now, if if you get 25 starts out of him of... Maybe not vintage Wainwright, but a mm-hmm. solid a number three starter. So how many wins are you looking at? A dozen? 25 starts. Yeah, he goes 12-7, and seven, ERA a 3-4. Three, three, I don't know you if know, he's so, got that left, Trent. I really don't. I, it might be a stretch mm-hmm. there. Weaver, a lot of upside. But then... I have no idea who their fifth starter is. Right. And how how is this team going to score? Yeah. We need to keep up with and who's going to the close Brewers these games. and the Cubs are going to score. Mm-hmm. I don't like that Brewers pitching staff at all. Nope. I think they nope. still need to package. I mean, they got a ton of outfielders. They got a ton of first basemen. Well, right, yeah, because Ryan Braun's now being asked to play first base. Right. They they need to package and they need to get a starter. Maybe even package a couple of those guys. But and who's going to close? Is it Tyler Lyons with Gregson on the shelf? Probably. Yeah. I, it just I just don't like this offense enough to keep up. I can. I can build at least one through four. You can build an argument for the Cardinals being good, but you're not winning a lot of three to two games in this division against so those top two teams. Unless unless you're playing the Pirates or the Reds, <laughs> right? Happen right. to be in town, and you get eighteen apiece against them. You do, and 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 I, I don't think either one of those teams has taken a step forward. Maybe the Reds. I think the Pirates have clearly come backwards. So we'll do some MLB conversation. We will all week long because after all, day after tomorrow, it's opening day. 
in Major League Baseball, which is crazy. All right, Trent, uh, some NFL news from earlier today. Apparently, the long-suffering NFL nightmare of what is a uh, is a catch and what isn't a catch. I'm not sure I'm any more clear as I sit here today. I'm not sure that we won't be having this conversation September, October, November of last year. Is oh my God, how could they overturn that call? Um, but apparently the and it's passed unanimously. The NFL owners are satisfied that they are going to take one of the big um, questions out of watching a football game is what is a catch and what isn't. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, is everybody on the same page when it comes to what is a catch and what isn't? They say they're going to, they say it's going back almost the way that it was prior to replay and start, stop, slow down, different angle, HD. We'll see. You pause it for a millisecond. Mm -hmm. Oh, that ball, I think it, it moved a little there. That's going away is what you're telling me. Apparently so. Are, are, are every one of the, well, I would hope that all the officiating crews are on the same page. I, I just, I struggle that we're going to get back to that because you we still see that little movement. Mm-hmm. You still see that little movement. A guy's going down. The ball does move. Yeah. There, it, you know, if there is one silver lining in this, <laughs> as you watch the games at home, you put on that, you know, it's almost like you go under the hood. and you, Remember, you make the call yes, on Monday Night yes, Football? Yes. That's, it's, it's kind of may, may remove that aspect of, uh, uh, of watching a football game where you make the call. Catch was it Alcoa? No catch. Is that the name of the company? Who sponsored it? Alcoa, you make the call. I don't remember. Call. You might be right. It sounds like you're right, but uh, I remember you. I don't even know what call. Alcoa is. I don't either. <laughs> Not very good advertising, huh? What is Alcoa? Is it like tinfoil? Maybe. I don't know. Google Alcoa. <laughs> okay. This should be good. Let's see how far off I was. I don't even know how to spell Alcoa. A-L-C-O-A, right? Yeah. A-L-C-O-A. What is Alcoa? Ah, uh, here it is, 1988. Oh, well, that was the one that I found here. Alcoa had the fantastic finishes. Okay. The You Make the Call, IBM, and Federal Express did those. I don't remember that. Alcoa. Now, what is Alcoa? I think it's aluminum foil. Aluminum foil? Yeah, but why would they spend money on the NFL? Maybe maybe they had a good salesperson. It's an industrial corporation, the sixth largest producer of aluminum. There you go. Look at that. Flaunting my... Aluminum foil knowledge on you here. Hey, you don't get this anywhere else no, in the market. No, you really don't. You really don't. Uh, bouncing around here as we will with Zubin coming up. You and I both tweeted very well. I responded to your tweet last night. As we said yesterday, we were doing our Tube Talk segment. Not a lot of options last night, right? No, no, no. no. There, really, there was one hockey game that uh, moved my needle. It was late. It was Colorado and uh, Las Vegas. Um, I watched quite a bit of that, but prior to... I watched a tanking Memphis Grizzlies team take it to a hungry Minnesota Timberwolves team. And Trent, I shouldn't say it wasn't even close, but, and and admittedly, I only watched the uh, final 24 minutes of the game. I didn't see much. I don't know what I was doing, talking to my wife, whatever. Uh, I watched the second half. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a portion at any point in that game that I thought, here come the T-Wolves. Yeah. They're they're going to they're going to end up winning this because it means they're in a playoff race. Memphis is trying to lose. It's an old adage, but I, I think it's very apt here. It was an uninspired effort. 
I see more out of that from the T wheel strength <sighs> than I ever have. They and Andrew Wiggins is example number yeah, one. Yes. Since he since he broke the bank, and what did they pay him? One hundred and forty something million dollars. Yep. Um, look, I, I watched I watched more Minnesota Timberwolves than any other NBA team, just because it's my son and I go back and forth. Mm-hmm. It's something we have, right? Um, but I watched this team, and it's seemingly more nights than not that you get that uninspired effort. And the leader of the band is Wiggins. Yes. I don't know what it is about this cat because he's he should be better than this. He he just there's something missing. The the, the drive. drive. Yes, yeah, we're right in the same spot. Right, it's, it's not there. It's pouting. Sometimes I mean you you see just shoulder slump. Right. If he doesn't and, get and the then, rebound, it's oh well, there'll yeah. be others. And then he'll just kind of jog back and right. miss the shot. Oh, I'll get another. And he's chance. terrible defensively. There's no way a guy. But you know what? When he does turn it on, he oh can, yeah, this is what's frustrating about yes. it because he can play a little bit. Right, he's he can be at least an adequate defender. Mm-hmm. But over the course of a 48 minute game, and he's playing 36 minutes, he's not going to play too many inspired minutes on the other on the eight, defensive end of the he floor. He might get eight good defensive minutes it's out of him. Frustrating as hell. It's frustrating team. Good news though, last night. The Nuggets won, or lost, excuse me, to the Sixers. So the T-Wolves are still a game and a half up. This to Sixers get in. team, by the way. Yeah. So I'm driving home yesterday from work. My son brings up the Sixers. Uh-huh. Um, there were three, I don't remember the other two, but three separate instances of people talking about don't sleep on this Sixers team. Mm-hmm. The Sixers team was a laughing stock. Maybe yes. it was you at one point yesterday said that this um, Fulls finally played yesterday for he crying did. out loud. It was great. That NBA game was TV on NBA TV. Yes. Yeah, right, it was. It was on what? Found two, my way over two, there. 18, 2 19, 16, something like that. Right in that range. NHL Network's 215, maybe a 216. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watched some of that. That's what I was doing in the first, uh, <laughs> first half of it. I was watching some of that. Look at us finally getting into the NBA. Well, Trent, it's upon us, right? I mean, it is. Uh, college basketball is about to end on Monday, meaning that I and Iowa State go on mothballs. We will do a little bit on the, um, you know, just from, from afar, just from covering Pro Days on Twitter. Iowa State's was today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Dockerman, who's going to join us tomorrow at 1240, look forward to that, has a great piece. If you're a Hawkeye fan, land at 10. It's no surprise Doc has this up. He's a terrific um, asset to land at 10. He's got a um, a capsule on every one of the Hawks that went through Pro Day yesterday in Iowa City. You know where, and, and he did some homework. I mean, he took... I don't know, six or eight mock drafts mm-hmm. and put every, where everybody has them, then kind of a consensus, and then what his thought is as to where these guys are going to go. Um, look, some of them just went through the motions, I think. I mean, it, it, it must be re- what I What I take away from that is when it's over, it's really hard to let that sink in, right? Yeah. That your college career is over. You're going to, even though you have no chance of getting drafted, and probably slim chance of getting a free agent opportunity. It just these guys want, you know, it only takes one team. What if some what if I wake up and all of a sudden I'm no longer a four six, somehow I run a four four eight. Um but Riley Mc, it, Riley McCarron. I know all of a I mean, sudden runs he have a four three or four, something. Four three, yeah, whatever it was, and crazy. And he spends the year with New England. I know. What if it hey everything clicks right, everything mm-hmm. goes, the right scout likes me and I at least show up in their camp yeah. and, and make it. you got to afford yourself that opportunity. I, I guess that's just it. I watched uh, Randy Peterson was in uh, Ames. So was Dylan, but Randy had the uh, the video of uh, Joe Lanning running his 40. I guess his bench press was really good. Mm-hmm. So we'll get um, more up to speed on that later on in the week. Hopefully tomorrow with Dylan he can uh, recap that. 
Um, but Lazard and Lanning, clearly the two big names that are going through there. Lanning, or Lazard rather, is not, as we kind of speculated yesterday with Dylan, he has nothing to prove. Don't run the nope. 40 again. He was fine in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. right? I think he ran faster than most people thought he was going to run. So there's no sense uh, trying to put another number out there if you don't think that you can beat that number. No, and, and Lazard's a guy that I can see with the 40 that he ran, the ability that we've seen where... Where, where's the most mocks have him? Third, fourth? Third, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Or all of a sudden, late in round late two. Late second day of the all draft. All of a sudden. You start looking for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely could see that. He is He's a special talent. Mm-hmm. And uh, love to see the local guys, what they've been able to do. What about Lanning, though? I was I so surprised know. he didn't get an invite to Indy. Yeah, because of his story. Yeah. But you know what? And, 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 and it is a wonderful story. But you have to be. You can't. You can't take the story onto the NFL field and mm-hmm. into that um, into an NFL game. I don't think he's going to play linebacker. I really don't. I think if he's going to find a place in the NFL, he's going to special be, teams be a special wizard. teams wizard. Maybe, maybe, maybe play fullback. Okay, you know um, H back role. Yeah, just... kind of that. I just look. You saw him in coverage. Yes. It's poor. It, and, and and maybe it, it's nothing more than he didn't play the position, albeit for seven years. 13 games, right? <laughs> he hadn't played defense in exactly, seven years. since his freshman year when Pizzetti said, you know what, come on over here. You're going to be yeah. our quarterback, and you're going to be our quarterback as a freshman as opposed to waiting until. When was he hurt? He missed his sophomore or his junior season high school. Oh, I think his sophomore. sophomore. Yeah, I think that's right. That sounds right. I think it was, but um, that's, I mean, if he's going to stick, he's going to be a special teamer. Yeah, and I mean, you just, you don't play a position for seven years. You just don't pick right. something up, and you could see it not just in, in coverage in general, like one-on-one, but just the depth that you need when you're playing a cover three or a cover two, whatever mm-hmm. it was. He, It's those nuances that you just can't pick up in the course of an offseason. You saw that show up a lot of times. Right Now with another year... Start there, maybe down the road with enough reps, you can get back into a beer right to stick right away. Mm. It's going to come on the special teams. It's going to find a way, maybe a bunch of different roles. And, and, and any more, you know, with the crunch down to 45 guys on the active roster, we see, you see more of that now in the league. Mm-hmm. Guys that can kind of do a couple of different things for you and really be valuable, and, and that very much could be an asset for Joel Lanning. We'll take a time out. Zuba Mahente, he's an asset to our program, and he's joining us next in the 1 o'clock hour. More NFL, Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com. Uh, Chris Atterbury, we will continue our look at the local MLB teams. We've identified four of them. If you're a White Sox fan, a Brewers fan, mm, <laughs> I just don't think we well, anyways, we're, we're going to talk Cubs cards tomorrow, Twins today. We did the Royals yesterday. We'll continue on the Ken Miller Show. We're here until 2 on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom. Well, it's that time of year again, tax time. Not all tax firms are the same. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services, located in West Des Moines. Not only am I a tax pro, but a certified financial planner as well. We can discuss tax savings ideas and financial services when we meet. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. Give us a try. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. Advantage Financial and Tax Services. Hey! 
Hi, this is Francis Graziano, president of Graziano Brothers, located on the corner of South Union and Jackson in Des Moines. Graziano Brothers has been a Southside tradition since 1912, and we have you, the customers, to thank for that. Graziano's is dedicated in offering true flavors of Italian cuisine, filling your food pantry with all the right Italian ingredients. From delicious cured meats, cheeses, pastas, breads, tomato products, your favorite Italian sweets, spices, the list goes on and on. And I haven't even mentioned our delicious homemade Italian sausage yet. My grandfather, Francesco Graziano, and my great-uncle Luigi used flavors of their Italian homeland and created their famous homemade Italian sausage. Graziano's Italian sausage may also be enjoyed at several local restaurants and eateries. Some of our oldest and finest customers include Tercy's Latin King, Hilltop Restaurant, and Norwood Inn. The next time you eat out, make sure it's Graziano Sausage mentioned on the menu. Graziano Brothers is your only choice when it comes to great taste. Come visit us. It's worth the trip. Ciao. I make my Texas superfood from 55 raw, vine-ripened fruits and vegetables. You can see all 55 on TexasSuperfood.com. All of the nutrients that we need on a daily basis, I lost 60 pounds. I mean, that's huge. Since I've been on superfood, I haven't been sick. I'm Dennis Black. Join us on TexasSuperfood.com. TexasSuperfood.com. Or call 877-55-TEXAS. That's 877-55-TEXAS. 877-55-TEXAS. Macy's Easter Sale has the best holiday style. I know. Great savings, incredible specials. Plus an extra 20 or 15% off with our Macy's card or savings pass. Love these dresses. Designer suits for the guys. And the best dressy looks for kids. We even save on select Nike gear for everyone. Plus, Star Rewards members have the chance to participate in Star Money Days. Store associates have all the details. So many ways to save, we better get hopping. Get it? Really? Savings off sale prices, exclusions apply. Details at Macy's.com slash star money. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. On March 31st, more than 300 riders on horseback from across the state of Iowa will deliver donations to Easter Seals Camp Sunnyside in Des Moines. In the 50-year history, the group has donated more than $10 million to support Easter Seals Iowa and Camp Sunnyside. The community is invited to welcome the riders into Camp Sunnyside at 3 p.m. on the 31st of March. Easter Seals Iowa provides exceptional service to ensure all people with disabilities or special needs and their families have equal opportunities to live, learn, work, and play in their communities. For more information on Easter Seals, Iowa, or on the Pony Express ride, visit www.easterseelsia.org. 
Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M industrial pressure washers. Mighty M built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. Baseball. Is there another professional sport that brings out as much passion and as many memories in their fans? Kevin the Flag Guy here. We love baseball at Heartland Flags. Go Reds. We know what the flag means, and so do you. The classic pinstripes, the simple W, or the iconic throwback logos of your favorite team. Baseball is back, and it's time to fly your favorite team's flag. Shop in-store, 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines, or online at heartlandflags.com. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent and I with you until uh, 2 o'clock. Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports. Chris Atterbury uh, from the Twins broadcast uh, team will join us. Uh, at about two one forty five or thereabouts as we continue our preview of the local MLB teams, Cubs and the Cardinals in the spotlight tomorrow. Let's get to our guy Zubin Mahente, ESPN. He joins us. Zubin, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Zubin? Pretty good. Pretty great week. Masters next week, Final Four this weekend, playoffs in a month, opening day, the rare Thursday opening yes. day with everyone playing on Thursday, which I think is Kind of a cool thing, so lots to look forward to here. Now, uh, Little Birdie told me you're going to the Masters. Is that right? Yes, we'll be there next week from, I think we're taking off, I think we're going to do working Monday night for the championship game here, and then we're going 6 a.m. to Augusta on Tuesday. So we'll be there from Tuesday. I've never been. Uh, I've heard from many people that uh, in in certain cases, uh, the par three day, Mm -hmm. Wednesday, could actually be the most fun day of the the whole thing, I'm just taking it in for the first time, so I'll have to figure out how that works, and then uh, we will fly back Monday, and then uh, we'll be right back at it, because then by then, baseball will be in full swing, probably have a clearer picture of the NBA playoffs by then, and obviously that's a really big deal uh, for us here, especially with the uncertainty in the West with the Warriors now, so that'll be fun to get away, never been there, always wanted to go, uh, but when we get right back, there'll be a ton to do. It's actually a great time of year. Really? So are you working or you're going as a, a spectator, or a, beg your pardon, a patron? <laughs> I wish I was going as a patron. That's probably a little out of my budget. No, I'm going yeah. to work. Uh, we'll be doing some stuff for Masters.com. There's a bunch of other things to be doing out there as well. So I think it will intensify as the week goes on. Um, I think it's one of those events as a kid that, you know, you wondered why there wasn't more TV coverage because it's so highly anticipated. And I think, obviously, as the years have gone on and, you know, Masters.com and the Internet has basically given rise to so many things, I think there's a lot of uh, headway to be made in terms of, you know, just tracking every guy's shot, seeing every guy's shot. I do believe it is not an oversaturated major, and it's special to not have to watch every shot. You know, you watch the weekends and – there's limited coverage during the first couple of rounds, limited coverage in the morning rounds on any particular day. I know there is the Masters Live. There is all these other things. But it's one of those things where I think the, the tournament's just gotten so big and there's so much demand that I think even if they don't want to acquiesce on the TV side, on the traditional linear TV side, 
there is other methods to see those shots because you do want to try to see every shot from Tiger that is humanly possible. You do want to see every shot that Phil, the way he's playing right now, or Rory, the way he's playing right now, or Ricky going for his first major, or Justin Thomas playing the way he is right now. And I don't think you want to take that away uh, from the audience. So uh, it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be really busy, but um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Zubin, uh, for you, how about preparation? I mean, you, you know your sports, you know the college scene very well, but, but this is something a little bit different, something you haven't done before. How much more prep work goes into it and a lot of studying happening for you about the course, about golfers and, and players? Is it different than what you normally go through week in and week out? Yeah, to your point, I mean, there actually is, to Ken's point, there actually is much more verbiage uh, than just patrons, obviously, yeah. that we have to take into account. Like, for example, it's, you know, it's opening round versus first round. And that might be just a syntax thing to me or you, but to the club it's really important. And so, obviously, we'll do it that way. I think there's also a tone difference. You know, I think if you ever watch me on SportsCenter or watch a lot of our guys and gals on SportsCenter, we're just excited to be talking about sports. I mean, you know, there's a lot going on. Um, people are always thirsting for stuff, especially at night and the hours I work now, the late night stuff. Um, but I think the tone here uh, has to be a lot different because it always kind of has been. So there will be a little bit of a shift in gears for me just because I'm more of a extroverted guy on the air. I think we're just being more conversational on TV. I think it really works well on SportsCenter for most of our fans to be able to connect. But I think in this, I think you want to be less conversational. I think you want to be more straight to the point. So I'll probably spend most of my time just thinking about how we want things to work. The one advantage of doing this a lot of times is in TV, it's truly, truly live in the moment. For the variety of things we might do down here, we're going to have a chance to think about things before we do them um, and then sort of plan that way. And you always want to do it in the interest of the club. I mean, they certainly want things done a certain way. They're inviting us to be there, so we're going to do it their way. As for the preparation, I'm just always fascinated by the history of these sorts of things. Um, I know that doesn't really maybe blend into the broadcast or what we'll be doing. may not have an opportunity to mention that stuff. But one of the things I've always kind of appreciated about guys like Tiger Woods is their reverence for the people that came before them. Um, I think there's a lot of guys you'll talk to, and, you know, they don't know the guys that paved the way for them. And I think in golf that's especially acute versus other sports because the history is so rich around the world. It's not just like a domestic sport going back to, like, old Tom Morse, all that stuff right. back in the day. So, for me, I just like the theory of learning just a little bit about, like, on Tuesday when we get there, I can just walk the course. And so when I get there, when I walk to Amen Corner, when I get to this hole, when I get to Ray's Creek, I want to kind of know a little bit about it. Again, may not use it at all during our commentary. I don't think I will. Maybe I will. Um, but just to appreciate where you're standing, knowing a little bit about it. So I kind of like using that stuff and learning that stuff even if it doesn't manifest itself on TV or any of our platforms. Mm-hmm. Zuba Mahente from ESPN is our guest. Zuba, let's spend a few minutes on the Final Four. And let me ask you, before we get into actually the matchups, let me get your take and maybe some of the um, you know the guys that you share a, a, a segment with, the college basketball minds that, you're, that are in there with you. And there's, um, I guess the best word is hope, Zuba, and although I... I'm not sure I'm buying it, that Loyola's performance will lead the committee to opening the door to more mid-majors for the simple fact that, look, you and I had them on the ropes on Friday, for crying out loud, of the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. Had they not won their conference tournament, despite the fact that they won the regular season handily, they're probably uh, getting an NIT invite as opposed to an NCAA invite, which we know they've turned into a Final Four. There's hope that this will open doors to mid-majors. I think it's false hope. What are your 
uh, co-hosts, and, wh- and what do you? Uh, how do you feel about that? Well, I think it's a case by case in the sense that next year at this time, I believe the chairman of the committee will be from Stanford. Okay, so let's just put him in place of Bruce Rasmussen. I think they are all talking points are the same. Meaning, next year at this time, if there is a mid-major that's on the fence, that's sort of got a Loyola type reputation, the same Mary's type reputation, that has the measurables, that has the win total. And maybe they just don't win their conference tournament, or in this particular case, Loyola did. But let's just say they're like Illinois State. They look pretty darn solid, but they don't have a conference title. I think what they're going to end up doing is, to me, and I give the committee credit for this. People get on them all the time. They just do what they always do, which is basically say, did you test yourself in the non-conference schedule? So I think at the end of the day, I don't think Loyola, I agree somewhat to your point, that Loyola is not going to be the impetus that gets a couple of other teams that may have been on the fence in because of the notion of, well, look what happens if we can get them in. They can do this. They can do that. Well, they could easily just as get knocked out in the first round of the tournament. Loyola won three games by four points, and the committee could turn around and say, well, you know, I guess they didn't deserve to be in because they got knocked out right away. Loyola was teetering for a bit. It's a great story, but I think you could easily put a team in at an 11-in spot, and then they get run out in the first round, and then the committee's like, why did we put them in? But I think the real situation is I don't think you can extrapolate Loyola exclusively because Loyola tested themselves. They went to Florida and they won a game. And that's impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was like, it's just one game. But they went on the road to Florida, which is a tough place to play, and they won. I'm not saying that could have gotten them in had they not won the conference tournament, but a lot of these other mid-majors can. They don't have one win like that. Not one. <laughs> I mean, I'm not asking for two, three, four wins mm-hmm. like that because it's tough to schedule. Nobody wants to go play in Nevada. Nobody wants to go play in Middle Tennessee. Very few people want to go to Rhode Island or St. Mary's, or Gonzaga, although Gonzaga's long past worrying about this. But you know what I mean. Most of these schools can't get these sorts of games unless they get to some sort of holiday tournament and the luck of the draw falls their way and they get a really good opponent in a bracket in which they can't control. But to me, just one game, like Loyola's one game against Florida, which they challenged themselves, credit to the Gators for scheduling it, although they are scared about it at the time, and they won the game. If you have a little something like that, if you have a feather in the cap, I think you've got a chance. Oftentimes, though, what ends up happening is these teams that are, you know, complaining don't have one game like that on their schedule. And sure, Syracuse is an 11, but Syracuse is playing Duke, North Carolina, Louisville, Miami, Florida State, and Virginia, and they have no choice in playing those games because those are their conference games. So I don't think it's going to be the open-door policy, but I do think it will encourage certain teams to say, let's take one risk like Loyola did. If it pays off, it could be a big boon for us down the line. Bill Self uh, of Kansas gets uh, a win over Kay and Krzyzewski and and knocking off Duke. He gets to the Final Four, breaks through from the Elite Eight, already a national title. But Bill Self, it it still feels like there's always that yeah, but with him. National title number two, if it would come, what does that change the perception in your mind for Bill Self? Well, I know he's a Hall of Famer, so I think in some ways his perception is that and he's a Hall of Famer in the midst of his career. I don't want to call him the prime of his career because he is getting a little bit older. But in the, in the midst of his career, he's already a Hall of Famer. So I think, you know, for the, man, the fans and the media, it's one of those arguments that we'll have. But I think he feels pretty secure in where he is. I know we talked about this earlier in the week, the reaction on Bill Self's face. It almost felt like they'd won the whole thing mm-hmm. with that reaction. If you had just looked at that, he knows how much it meant. Yep. There's been a ton of talk that this is not one of his most talented teams. They're not playing a lot of guys. They had the Billy Preston situation. That didn't work out well. They didn't get to Sousa until December. 
They actually had to bench Malik Newman for a little while because he was ineffective. His confidence is waning. Mikhailu's confidence is up and down all four years, which is actually what makes him such a great story. Um, they were able to neutralize Bagley playing seven guys. I think one of the guys, Garrett, played like eight minutes, so you're basically playing six guys. Um, I think there's something to be said for, and I, I know we talked about this, um, is it Kansas or the field? Uh, this seemed like the most ripe opportunity for somebody to step up and grab them, and they did it again. And I just think this is one of those things where if they were to win this championship, I mean, would this team be looked at like Manning and the Miracles? Probably not because they didn't have that many losses. Would this team be looked at as fondly as the Mario Chalmers team last time Final Fours in San Antonio, which it is again, they won it, little cool connection there. I think this team would be looked at in an entirely different scope because when you have Manning, no matter how many losses you have, I believe they had double-digit losses, you got a chance. And Memphis probably did blow that championship game in 2008. They did. Kansas is absolutely loaded. Mm -hmm. You could really make an argument. You look at this team. On Bill Self's great Kansas teams, I'm not sure LeGerald Vick (laughs) has a spot on one of those teams. I think Yudoka Azubuke is a great field goal shooter, not a great free throw shooter. Malik Newman had to work his way in. I think you could make an argument that, and I say this in quotes, that this is his, quote, least talented team of the 15 years or the 14 years of the whole streak. And if you're telling me, again, taking nothing away from the 08 team, if you're telling me his least talented team, again, that probably means only like four McDonald's All-Americans, right? But right. if you're telling me his least talented team will cut down the nets, that to me puts an end to any argument about his coaching acumen, which I think has long been put to bed. I know it just gets brought up because of the Elite Eight's versus the Final Fours. But if this team that generally is regarded as to be the less talented of almost all of the teams that he has had, I mean, how many sure-fire NBA players are on this team? I, I mean, not, not nearly as many as some of his other teams. To me, that would be the official, we got to stop talking about his coaching ability, because in this case, he truly would do less with more than he's ever done before. I had two more games to get there. But this team winning it all would probably be his most surprising championship and maybe Kansas' most surprising championship of all. Do they have two more games, Zubin, or does it feel like, um, boy, this uh, the, that is the better of the two games, at least you would think, and whoever wins that is an overwhelming favorite, regardless of it's Michigan, which I hope it is because I think that they'll provide us with a better opportunity for a close game on Monday night. I guess where I'm going, Zubin, it sure seems like Villanova is head and shoulders. Yeah, I was talking to Billis and Greenberg on Sunday, and they both said, and I think uh, Billis has been saying this for a while, but I just happened to get them all together on Sunday with Jay Will, and both of those guys were clear that if Villanova is playing their best, nobody's best can beat their best, in his opinion. And I tend to respect his opinion quite a bit. And Coach Greenberg tended to agree that if they're playing at full throttle, nobody can beat them. Haven't really been challenged that much in the tournament. There have been some spurts where teams have ridden up on them. But the thing that really, the, the, the comment that really made the most sense to me about Villanova was after the game on Sunday, uh, Chris Beard came out and said, and you guys know what the deal with Texas Tech and Chris Beard is. And they both, and, you know, Villanova is very complimentary of Texas Tech, too. They're definitely heading in the right direction, there's no doubt about it, um, to be in a place they've never been, the Elite Eight. But after the game, Beard just said that he was just in awe of how tough. Villanova was. And I think for those of you guys that watch a lot of Big 12 basketball, there's very few teams in the league tougher 
than Texas Tech. And Texas Tech plays an incredibly tough brand of basketball. And I think when he basically came out and said, you know, that team, they're a really tough team. To me, there's no higher compliment because Beard has made his entire reputation at Texas Tech on being tough and making sure his guys are tough. Jalen Brunson, we took the vote right now for National Player of the Year. He would get a lot of votes. I think he'd win it. I think he would win it. Who? I mean, the AP just announced their their um, uh, their their first team, if you will. Three freshmen. uh, I'm going off memory here. Young, Aiton, Bagley, Graham, and Brunson are the AP's uh, first team. Yeah, that seems like that seems very accurate. I I think it's one of those. Yeah, and I think and I think the other thing too is you know a guy like DiVincenzo probably is coming. um, It's probably starting at any school in the country coming off the bench in Villanova. You know, so. Those are those little things you have to keep in mind. But Beard's comments about how tough Villanova was, knowing how tough the Red Raiders are, that really said something to me. John Beeline in Michigan, a guy, older coach, done it his way, doesn't seem to be cutting corners, a guy that's pretty easy to root for. Uh, but now you, you look at this Michigan program and what they are and what they can be and and a guy that started as a high school coach, made his way all the way up. It's just, it's such a great story. But the part that I love about it was this late in his career, figured out, you know what, we're never good defensively. I'm going to hand off the reins and have somebody else do that. Zubin, could this lead to more coaches going down that path? Or as we see in the NBA, basically dedicated offensive and defensive coaches. Is that coming in the college game? Um, it depends. I mean, I think you're speaking about Yak there and what Yak's mm-hmm. been able to do defensively. I think at the end of the day, I think a lot of this trend, I mean, I don't, I don't know John Beeline, um, but a lot of this, I think, to your point, you know, obviously always having the offensive game, but now really turning it around on defense. I think a lot of this just has to do with age. You know, when you get to be 65, I think you feel really a lot more comfortable just trusting your instincts and trusting your gut. You know what I mean? He's got a son that's coaching, Patrick Beeline, who played for him at West Virginia. And I think that's a young kid that's just figuring out how things work. But when you're 65 and you've been to the Final Four, when you're 65 and you've never had to depend on recruits, when you're 65 and you've coached the National Player of the Year in Trey Young, I think you just feel really comfortable with where you are. His athletic director, Ward Manuel, he used to be here at Connecticut, said that he sleeps great at night knowing that John Beeline's our coach because of everything that's happening inside the sport and, as you referenced, his good reputation. That helps, too. When your boss is like, i got full confidence in my guy. He's never turning around worried about where are we, we're a football school, what kind of commitment do we have. I think when you're 65, you're his age, you've been there, you're in your 40th year of coaching. Another thing, Trent, keep in mind, this is a cool little nugget, he's never been an assistant coach. He's only ever been a head coach. So that's 40 years of making the most important decisions, not 40 years of looking at somebody and figuring out what they do, and figuring out how they recruit and how they do an after-timeout play and how they do substitution patterns. He's been 40 years of a head coach, and that just means a lot of good decisions, some good, some bad, and you learn from them. Um, but I just think at the end of the day, this is the kind of guy that I think is really easy to root for. Um, the, the sport is generally surrounded, and the conversation is all about the players, but if they really wanted to sort of give a positive spin to everything that's happened this season, I agree with you. The first place you should start is John Beeline, for sure. 
Uh, Zubin, last thing, uh, an ESPN question for you is just regarding and pe- people do not like change, as, as, as you know. Um, Shulman, Mendoza, and Boone were a terrific trio, I thought, in the Sunday night booth. Shulman's is uh, he's just a pro's pro, and I think we've talked about that before. Viscargin, A-Rod, and the one-holder, uh, Mendoza, comes back. Um, what do you expect? I mean, they're, they're going to take a lot of arrows, I think, until people get used to them. But I'm kind of anxious, and we'll get the, I think it's Giants and the Dodgers on Sunday night this week, on Easter Sunday uh, evening. What do you expect out of that, uh, the new booth? You know, I mean, I think the biggest thing is, for this situation, is I think the power of A-Rod. We're going to begin to see what the power of A-Rod is. Because I think a lot of times, if you're a baseball fan and you're not a fan of one of those two teams you just mentioned, Sunday Night Baseball really isn't a thing. Now, maybe this Sunday it will be. It's the first Sunday of the season. It'll be a standalone game. It'll be the novelty of A-Rod, who generally has done a really good job, and you learn a lot about baseball just listening to him. Um, But I think what ends up happening is, as you get the season into May, June, July, August, and then suddenly baseball's all by itself, and then it's competing with NFL training camps, there is a notion that if your favorite team is not playing on Sunday Night Baseball – then you're generally not watching Sunday Night Baseball. You're looking for something else. But I think the idea that maybe having A-Rod on these telecasts, I'm not saying he's John Madden or anything like that, like a Dick Vitale, like a true game changer, but I think for people that are casually, moderately, passionately interested in baseball, the idea that A-Rod is talking about any two teams, not just your favorite team, can make it for an interesting listen. And I think that's really the issue. In the NFL, you can probably watch although Thursdays have eroded a little bit, if it's a half-decent matchup on Thursday night football, people are in. If it's a half-decent matchup on Sunday night baseball, baseball is such a regional sport mm-hmm. that if your team's not in it, you're not that concerned about it. I know you're a Jays fan, right? But you're not living and dying with the Rays, the Red Sox, the Orioles, and the Yankees. I mean, you can take a week off from looking at them. You can look up in September right. and see how they're doing via your uh, beloved Jays. But it's one of those things where... If you're just looking for something, and it, can A-Rod be the guy that can take you from being a rabid Arizona Diamondbacks fan, you're a fan of the division, is A-Rod enough for you to say, you know what, we're going to see the Dodgers and the Giants 19 times. So that's 38 games, and we made the playoffs last year. Can we do it again? I wonder what A-Rod thinks about what the key is or what the holes and the weaknesses are in the Giants and the Dodgers. I think there's very few people in sports that can actually make you do that. Collinsworth is one of them. Tony Romo's turning into that guy. Mm-hmm. John Madden was that guy. And it will remain to be seen if A-Rod can be that guy. But I think that's the linchpin. Could he bring somebody in to watch a baseball game that ordinarily would not watch said baseball game? Excellent point, Zubin. We appreciate your contribution as always. Enjoy Augusta, my friend. Thank you, Zubin. Yeah, I'll see you in two weeks. Thanks. All right, buddy. Take care. Uh, Zubin Mahente, ESPN. Uh, bucket list for you is where's what? It's up there. Is it towards the very top? See, to me, it, towards the bottom. Really, it might it might be number one. Is that a fact? And I think it also has to do with the difficult nature of getting in. That's true. Like if if I, I don't, Yankee Stadium, I I can go to Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. There's 162 games. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to break the bank. It's getting a flight out there. You mm-hmm. know, it's getting one of those badges though. That's what makes it. I think even elevates yeah. it more because. 
got to be right time. It's yep. got to be right financial situation. <laughs> it's got to got to be everything all encompassed together. So that that's what puts it up there for me. We'll take a time out. We'll come back. Uh, we'll have a very short segment to wrap up the hour, the 1 o'clock hour. Frank Schwab on the NFL. Chris Atterbury on the Minnesota Twins. Trent and I here until 2, 1700 KBGG. Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. Hey, honey, I'm going to the chicken coop to watch the tournament. Whoa, wait a minute. Our team didn't make the tournament. Yeah, but, you know, my second favorite team did. Oh, really? And who's that? Um... Um, the- Let me guess. You're in a pool again, aren't you? A couple of them. Yeah. Gotta go. Bye. It's tournament time, baby. No need to flip channels to watch the game. The Chicken Coop has all the games from every network on every TV. The Chicken Coop. Serious about food. Serious about the tournament. Confused by all the talk about a good night's sleep? There's a lot of new mattress companies, but they're all missing something. They're missing expertise. Introducing Tomorrow, the new mattress and sleep system from Serta Simmons Bedding. Tomorrow is great sleep, delivered right to your door. Use promo code RADIO1 for up to $250 in savings when purchasing a mattress, foundation, and sleep protector. That's TomorrowSleep.com promo code RADIO1. A list of things that will let you down today. Your alarm clock, C-Store coffee, public transportation, the office elevator, The sandwich you packed for lunch, the fifth floor printer, your cell phone battery, the shoelace you swore you double knotted, your hard drive, your backup hard drive, and of course, the weather. Brighten your day with something you can actually count on. GoToMeeting is the easy-to-use collaborative meeting tool that 18 million monthly users trust to help them get work done. To learn more about how you can meet better, visit gotomeeting.com. Build a better basket at your local CVS Pharmacy, where it's easy to find everything you need and the sweet deals you want. This week only, fill their baskets with Cadbury Mini Eggs, Hershey Easter Kisses Eggs and Miniatures, just two for $5. Then fill yours with savings on hundreds of cosmetics like Revlon and Almay, all buy one, get one 50% off. Restrictions apply. See cvs.com slash weekly ad for details. Feel good? Save money at your neighborhood CVS Pharmacy. Guys, Trent Condon here again for New Leaf Wellness. Warm weather is going to be here before you know it, and if you added some pounds during the winter, New Leaf Wellness can help you. Great treatment programs designed specifically for you. I'm on the Gack and Mick. It has helped me not just lose weight with my energy level, no more lulls in the afternoon. Give them a call today. Set up a free, no-obligation consultation. 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Let's feel better together with New Leaf Wellness Centers. Texas Roadhouse will be hosting their annual luncheon benefiting Special Olympics Iowa on Thursday, April the 5th at participating locations throughout the state. Come anytime between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. to join Special Olympics for a free lunch served by local law enforcement. The organization and officers just ask that you make a donation to Special Olympics when you stop in. Lunch includes pulled pork, a side roll, and a choice of tea, pop, or water. Texas Roadhouse is a longtime partner of Special Olympics Iowa. All donations made during the luncheon will go to support athletes with intellectual disabilities in Iowa. Participating locations include Ames, Urbandale, Cedar Rapids, Cedar Falls, Coralville, Davenport, Sioux City, Council Bluffs, and Dubuque. Bring the entire family for a tasty meal and great atmosphere, all in support of Special Olympics Iowa. 
The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards from brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at therookiesportscards.com. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. Not the end of 90 days. If you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Finally, we've got literally two minutes left before we uh, run out of hour here. Joel Lanning ran a 4-7, according okay. to Twitter. Uh, bench press uh, 26 reps of 225, 26 or 27. Anyways, he was very pleased with um, the number of reps as, and also pleased with his 40 times. So that's not bad. No, I, not I at think all. 31 out of 32 NFL teams apparently were in Ames for this today. Probably a lot of uh, scouts that made their way from Iowa City yesterday I, to Ames today, I'm going to yep. guess. Midwest scouting uh, directors. Right. And, and when was the Panthers? Didn't they? Was theirs on Sunday? I think that sounds I right. I think it yeah. was on Sunday. So maybe did the, the state, right? Right. Hit the triangle and a roll. The the Fountain Kid from uh, UNI has put up some ridiculous numbers. What are his chances of playing? I think pretty good. They're certainly better than I thought that they yeah. were going to be. Fast. Mm-hmm. Good size. Is that a nice combine? Yeah. So another peak cat in the NFL. Do you possibly. recall him as a difference maker watching the Panthers play this Fast. year? I mean, yeah. you, you could tell that. But you could see that all throughout his career. Right away when he stepped on the field as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Here's this fast kid. We're going to try to get him the ball. And uh, yeah, you could see that right away. I, I think he's got a shot to stick. Absolutely. It's not. Yeah, maybe. I Unless he goes to just a, a place that is stacked up at the wide receiver position, at the very least, he looks like a guy that will be on a practice squad, I think, next year. We will come back with the uh, 1 o'clock hour. It's coming up next. More NFL conversation. Minnesota Twins as well. Trent and I until 2. It's uh, the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC. Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker. 1700 KBGG. If you're a small business owner, you know how important it is to keep good records. We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. Bookkeeping, payroll, sales tax reporting, as well as income taxes, everything you need to be successful in running your business. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. You do what you do best and let us do the rest. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440 Advantage Financial and Tax Services, located in West Des Moines. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515 515- 
225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M, built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online, washersystems.com. I'm Kevin Kugler with an NCAA tournament spotlight on the Villanova Wildcats. They entered the big dance with 30 wins, the Big East tourney title, and a number one seed. Four wins later, they're back in the final four with hopes alive for a second title in three years. But first, an Alamo Dome duel with the other number one seed, Kansas. To make sure you don't miss any of the action, tune in to Westwood One's exclusive coverage of the NCAA Final Four right here. State Farm agents get what's important to you, even when you're broken down on the road. We gotta get there. Hang on, hang on. Calling the buddy. He's my State Farm agent. He'll take care of it. Hi, you've reached Cole Perez's cell. Please leave a message. Cole is Clyde. And hey, if man. this is Clyde the Glide and your car's broken down, use your State Farm mobile app to get a tow. And if your buddy is freaking out, again. tell him to take a deep breath and count backwards from 10, 9, 8. Get an agent that gets you. State Farm, here to help life go right. If you're a pro, you don't buy a little of this or that. You buy a lot of this or that. And at the Home Depot, you save even more. Save up to 15% in bulk discounts on select pro-grade products from top brands like 3M, Loctite, and Liquid Nails. As a pro, you work hard for your money. You shouldn't have to work hard to save it. Up to 15% in bulk discounts on select pro-grade products. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. See store for details. State Farm agents get what's important to you even when you're broken down on the road. We gotta get there. Hang on, hang on. Calling the buddy. He's my State Farm agent. He'll take care of it. Hi, you've reached Cole Perez's cell. Please leave a message. Cole is Clyde. And if this is Clyde the Glide and your car's broken down, use your State Farm mobile app to get a tow. And if your buddy is freaking out, tell him to take a deep breath and count backwards from 10, 9, 8. Get an agent that gets you. State Farm, here to help life go right. If you're looking for ways your company can give back to the community, get involved with the ARL. Offer employees a day of wearing jeans with the Denim for Dogs program. Or place an ARL donation bank at your counter. Or sponsor a dog cutout and encourage visitors to take selfies with the dog. Visit the Get Involved section at ARL.